0: Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. The title of my message is the sixth day. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over the creatures that move along the ground. <clears throat> On the last day of creation, before God rested, He created mankind. The only creature to be created in the image of God. The first words God spoke in relation to mankind was let us make. Let us make. Firstly, this shows, or shows us, that the use for the plural, this shows us the use for the plural of God. Let us, not let me, or let us. And so, then God said, let us make man in our image. So, the word for God here in the Hebrew is Elohim, which is the plural word for God, and let us, again, is plural, make man in our image. So this means that man was placed on earth as God's representative, and that mankind also resembles God in certain ways. Now, just as God is a Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, also mankind is a triune being with spirit, soul, and body. And like God, man has intellect, a moral nature, the power to communicate with others, and an emotional nature that transcends instinct. There is no thought of physical likeness. Uh, In contrast to animals, man is a worshipper, an articulate communicator, and mankind is also a creator. We create things, don't we? And we like to, generally, most of us, like to create things. I like to um, get into my shed sometimes and and create a few things. In fact, part of the, um, the, the stand on the heater in my office was broken and I had to go to my shed and And it was a plastic piece, and I made another one out of plywood and fixed it up, and it works really good. Love to create. And, you know, where's Lois? Lois loves to create Pavlovas. (laughs) And we also love that you create them. So we do, it's in our nature. Just like God loves to create, we also like to create, it's in our nature. I'm not sure what the online audience think about pavlova, I don't know how many folks outside of Australia know what that is, but anyway, it's a pretty yummy dessert, okie dokie. So, I want to talk a little bit about the triune nature of mankind, the spirit, the soul and the body. The human spirit, uh, okay, the human spirit. The word spirit, folks, is translated as breath. And so in the case of mankind, our spirit or our breath comes from God. You might read earlier in in, uh, Revelation, (laughs) in Genesis, where God breathed into Adam. I like that. You watch Bondi Rescue, like they pull him out of the surf and what do they do? They breathe into people, don't they? Or some of them. We call it CPR. Imagine God giving CPR to Adam and establishing him in his first breath. Just as God gives us breath, he can also take it away if he wants to. He can withdraw it from the flesh and so which produces death. Genesis 6.3 And or God can grant it to the flesh so as to produce life. And in some cases, we read in Ezekiel 37, 1 to 14, also the story of Lazarus. God can even give life again after death. And, of course, the most graphic example of that is Christ himself, as um, Helen reminded us in our time of communion. I want to talk a little bit about the human soul. The word soul refers to the inner life of a person or the seat of the emotions. And the soul is the centre of human personality. The first use of the word soul in the Old Testament expresses this meaning. This comes from Genesis 2, seven, And the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being or a living soul. And this means much more than being given physical life. The biblical writer, Moses in this case, declares that man became a living soul or a person, a human being, one distinct from other animals. And the third thing I want to talk about is the human flesh, the material or the physical part of a person, whether alive or death, dead. Some religions consider the body evil or Inferior to the soul. But the Bible teaches that the body is God's good gift to us. Genesis 1.31. It is the necessary ingredient for a fully human existence. And you'll find that in Genesis 2.7. So, the spirit, the soul and the body or the flesh... Like God, man has intellect, a moral nature, the power to communicate with others. And mankind has also been given an emotional nature that bypasses instinct. In respect to being created in the image of God, there is no thought really of physical likeness. In contrast to animals, man is a worshipper, and articulate communicator, and as I mentioned before, a creator. God placed humankind or mankind as living symbols of himself on earth to represent his reign. We are to reign over all that God has made. According to our likeness, since God is spirit, John four twenty four, there can be no image or likeness of him in the normal sense of these words. Image making was later strongly prohibited because of the clear ties that it was idolatry. And you'll find a reference to that in Exodus 24, 6. We may not make images of God for He has already done so. We are His images. It is we who are in His likeness. This is the reason God values people so much. We are made to reflect His majesty on earth. We don't need to create or build graven images because we are already created in God's image. and We just need to look around at one another. And we see God's likeness in people. I love that. And we're all so different, aren't we? We're all so different, different characteristics. And we do things different ways. And we might even do the same thing a different way. And even marrying Helen, a lady from a different culture, there are so many different and different ways and even different ways of cooking The same thing. But we're all different (coughs) and yet created so equally. We have been given dominion. That means we rule as God's agent. That is, people are to rule as God would. That means to rule wisely and prudently over all that God has made. Fish, birds, cattle and so on. In verse 28, we read that God blessed them. This is God's smile, if you like. The warmth of his pleasure. God delighted in what he had made. Proverbs 8. After the fall, folks, we know the story. Mankind took on a different nature. There was a stumble or a tumble. Things were different. We now call this... The old nature, don't we? Because as Christians, we've become new creations. And we all know about the old nature. It was such a part of us before we were born again, before we received Christ into our hearts. We lived in the old nature. But we've been called out. That moment we received Jesus or we ask him into our life, we became what's called the ecclesia. It's the Greek word for church. And it means those that are called out. And we've been called out of the world into his, might I say, glorious kingdom. And we're part of the kingdom of God. It's funny, isn't it? We belong to two kingdoms. An earthly kingdom of Queen Elizabeth II. But yet we also belong to a spiritual kingdom, the kingdom of God. Which is alive and well and reigning on this planet. want to read out of Colossians 3 verse 10 Colossians 3 verse 10 says and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So we have put on a new person or a new self. Old things have passed away, folks, and we have become new. We've become changed into the likeness of God. And previous to that, we were kind of in the likeness of the world or in the likeness of the devil and his ways. Not that all of that is bad, but anything that separates from God, us from God is not so good. Not so good. I I like to think about... The relationship that God had with Adam and Eve before the fall and Genesis tells us that God visited them in the cool of the day and and this thought of God coming to the planet, visiting his creation, it excites me and God's presence filled their heart and I've said this before that when sin entered the hearts of Adam and Eve there was no room for God anymore. And he was unable to return to the planet. His presence was no longer able to live in their hearts. (coughs) Excuse me. His presence was no longer able to live in their hearts. And so God had to kind of work out a plan to rekindle and to rebuild that relationship between himself And his creation. Perhaps out of frustration, God flooded the earth. It will start again. It didn't quite work so well. God gave Moses the law. So the people had a way to understand some teaching about right and wrong but there was also the problem of atonement it only happened once a year and the presence of God did return to the earth but it was in a box the Ark of the Covenant was not free so that system worked for a few centuries Imagine you've committed a sin and you have to hang on to that and hang on to the guilt of that for a year before you can go and have your sin atoned for. But then God sent his son to this earth to teach and preach and make disciples and send them out and establish the church. But more than that, Jesus became He became our sin. He carried our sin to the cross. Died. And triumphantly rose again. And our atonement, folks, has been secured. In and through the death of Christ. We don't have to wait for a certain time. Of the year or the month or the week or whatever. Our sin has been atoned for already. Even the sin you've not committed. Jesus has dealt with that. And all we have to do is to come to him with a repentant heart and allow his forgiveness to wash over us. And I also like that on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, once again the presence of God is able to fill the hearts of men and women the people of his creation. We look forward to the day of his return. We don't know when that will be. It looks pretty soon, doesn't it, when you look around. I'm kind of hoping it hangs off for a while because, you know, we're just getting our teeth into some serious ministry. (laughs) But if it is this afternoon and it says it'll be, it'll come in the clouds and it's cloudy today. today. Mm. Okay. I'm ready. I hope we're all ready because folks, the Sunday after the rapture, the doors will be still locked. The doors will be, this building will be locked. Unless... There's someone here that has a key and they don't get raptured. But I highly doubt that. So, the new man, the new person is what the believer is in Christ. It's the new creation in which the old things have passed away and all things, folks, have become new. And not only have we put off the old man or the old person, but we have put on the new person who is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of God who created us. There has been a new creation. And we, folks, are the new creatures of that creation. God's purpose is that this new person, this new mankind should always be growing more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, the Bible calls this sanctification. And a big chunk of that happens when we get born again. We throw off a lot of old habits. But the work of sanctification continues. And it's like a fine-tuning of our life, our lifestyle, our attitudes, everything. It's like, you know, we yield ourselves to God and and He just tweaks us a little bit here and there. I like to think about where was my Christianity, say, 12 months ago? Fourth of July last year. Have I changed? Have I grown a bit? Am I still the same Have I gone backwards? I think, folks, occasionally it's good to look in the mirror and do some sort of self analysis, a self check, and just see where you're at. Make sure you're on track. We shouldn't be falling backwards in our Christianity, and we shouldn't be standing still either. Water that's not moving stagnates, but we are a living vessel. And we have the living water flowing in us, filling us and through us to pass on to others. The saying is, is your glass half full or is your glass half empty? Folks, for the believer it's neither. Our glass is overflowing. Our cup is overflowing. And out of that overflow, folks, we should be giving blessings to others, out of the overflow that God gives us. We should never, ever be satisfied with our current or our present circumstances. We should always be looking for more of what Christ has for us or more in understanding the word. more in applying the scriptures to our life. Jesus, folks, Jesus is our example and the rule of our lives. In the coming day, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, we will be judged not by how much better our lives were than others, but rather, how our life measured up to the life of the Lord Jesus himself. Folks, we will be judged not on whether we go to heaven or hell. That's already secured for the believer. We'll be judged on our obedience or our disobedience to things, to the things that God has asked us to do. God might say to you, make a cash roll for Mrs Jones who lives around the corner. You might go, got a bit of, feeling a bit headachy Hey Lord, I think I'll just, you know, wait a couple of days. But we should respond to God's voice. We should respond to God's voice immediately. Say, yes, Lord, I'll do this or I'll do that. I'll go here or I'll go there. I'm going to conclude today by asking, where are you at today? Are you a new creation in Christ? Are you conforming to his way of life? Are you being changed from glory to glory? Like God, man also has an intellect. A moral nature, the power to communicate with others, like an emotional nature that bypasses instinct. Folks, animals do things by instinct. We choose. We have a choice. We have a free will. These are part of the nature of God, or the nature and the image of God. God has deliberately made us this way. So let's live out this life of a new creation with Jesus on our side and begin to conquer, folks, our home, our street, our town, our nation for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the kingdom. Christianity is not about self-improvement. Well, it is to a certain extent, but not self-improvement alone. Now, you know my catch cry. It doesn't matter what your gifting is. Go and help somebody else get their name in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you've got the gift of healing, go and lay hands on someone and invite them to Christianity. Christianity. If you've got the gift of prophecy, go prophesy over someone and invite them to Christianity. You know, it doesn't matter what your gifting is. And you might think, oh, well, I'm too old for all that sort of stuff. No. That one doesn't wash with me. I think the older we get in our Christian life, the more passionate we should become. The more zealous we should become. And we should go, just like it says in Matthew 28, into all the world. So here we are in Maryborough. How many people here were born in Maryborough? We've got one. Congratulations, Lois, and you're still here. All of us, all of the rest of us have come here, probably for various and different reasons. But believe me, there's no accident in all of us even being here today. There's no accident. This is part of God's plan. And today, folks, we're not individuals in Christ we're a corporate, we're people, we're a body, we're a church, we're the ecclesia, we're here, this is Waddle City Church, and we are a group of people, a group of Christians, and we're not here by accident. God had plans and purposes, purposes, purposes for you. When? Even before you were in the womb. Come on, folks. We need to get with the program, God's program. Get out there. Share the gospel message with others and help somebody else get their name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this day. We pray and ask, Lord, that even as we've learned today that we are created in your likeness. Lord, let us have a passion to go out and to serve you, to to complete the will you have for our lives, Lord, and to help people come into the kingdom of God. Lord, we want to be depopulating hell and populating heaven. Lord, help us in every day. Help us in our personal walk with you. Help us to be focused and and to understand when you speak to us, Lord, through scripture, through vision, through dream, through the the prophetic, In many ways, Lord, you speak to us. Help us to receive your instruction, Lord, and help us to act upon it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Helen. Thanks for listening to this sermon on Anchor Podcast. You can find more sermons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public and Stitcher. Also check out our live stream messages on YouTube and Facebook. Just type Wattle City Church into your search window. God bless you and have a great day. Amen.